We are live now, man. I should have just pushed live as soon as we got in, man, because we as soon as we come in, we start talking Knicks and stuff. But as you can see at the top of the screen, guys, look, diehard state of mind. Um, every Sunday if the Knicks aren't playing or if there's not something going on like Mother's Day, Mother's Day is coming in two weeks. And, you know, you know, state's mom, I don't know what he's going to do <laughs> after you've been talking all that shit, you know, during the, every show, man. You're going to have to give like every every flower in, in the freaking... um. In the um, florist is gonna you're gonna have to buy all of them shits for your mom. Oh man, I, I, I'm I'm pretty sure she don't um see the lives of me saying it's it's RJ Barrett over my family. <laughs> oh, yo, you you know you know I'm good with the with the editing and stuff, man. So Mother's Day I might put together a compilation <laughs> to get uh -huh. you in trouble. <laughs> That's gonna be funny. Nah, I, I, I won't do that, man. I won't do that. That's gonna be funny, yo. If you that if you was to do that, I'm gonna be crying laughing. I cannot lie. Yeah. <laughs> My man Andy said, um, finally, let's go. Said finally. Oh yeah, man, finally. Shout out to Andy, man. Andy always showing <laughs> love, man. Appreciate yeah. you, Andy. My man cooking no more dinner for you, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> yeah, man. We here. So this is um diehard estate. You know, like I said, Sunday, whenever something crazy ain't happening, you're going to see us, man. So look for us like around 9 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 930, depending on what the hell is going on, man. Because as you can see, we got other things that we got going on in our lives, too, man. But we still putting out some content for you guys. So, um, so State, yep. what's on your mind today, man? Uh, You know, the usual, man, RJ Barrett, man. But, um, nah, I, I, I hit you up earlier because I wanted to start this narrative narrative early that i feel like if the knicks is a top four seed deserving rightfully so i feel like rj barrett and nerland should be on the all nba second team defense def defensive team um the numbers back it up rj got one of the highest defensive plus minuses in the league and of course it's attributed to um, our great team defense. I know we're number one in field goal percentage defense. I know we're number one in three-point percentage defense. But um, you got to play. And Nerlens Noel and R.J. Barrett is both playing exceptional defense. Julius Randle is, by the way, as well. I think Julius Randle is number one in that defensive metric as well um, for power forwards. But for me personally, I feel like you should reward the – the, a top five defense with an all defensive player. So RJ Barrett and Nerlens just fit the bill for me. And another thing too, I know I sent you the picture before you go. Nerlens is Nerlens and Taj Gibson for the past month is both top five in blocks right now. And I think Nerlens is averaging two point seven blocks. And Taj Gibson, God bless that man. He's about 34, 35 years old. He's also top five in blocks. So it's just beautiful to watch. So I just wanted those guys to get the recognition that they deserve. Absolutely, man. I'm just looking at everybody. You mentioned Nerlens. You mentioned, um, you know, RJ. You mentioned Taj. Um, you can you can throw Reggie Bullock in that mix too, man. Reggie Bullock is playing some crazy ass defense right now. Yes. The whole freaking team, man. You know, even even Mitchell Robinson before he got hurt. I mean, the, the whole different the whole team deserved to be on at least. If they're gonna do one, two, or three defensive um, teams, whatever they like, the whole roster needs to be, you know, all over that shit, not just second team. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but but I'm 
you know, the media is always biased toward. I don't, I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know if uh, the media has like beef with James Dolan. Um, but we got to start getting some recognition. Like, shout outs to Jalen Rose and, and Kendrick Perkins because those two guys right there is the only guys in the media that I've seen ride for us. Like, even when we was we was having a down year last year, like those two guys right there was always supportive. So. Hopefully the media starts supporting RJ Barrett more and not just, you know, people who got flashy dunks and, and great passing. Shout outs to our, um John Morant and Zion. Both great players, by the way, but RJ Barrett needs his just do. Absolutely. You know, you know, I think I'm the only person that didn't, didn't listen to that Wolves podcast with Randall. You know, the reason why I don't want to listen to it is because when the Knicks were down, uh, Wolja Wojnarski, he was a part of the whole, yeah, oh, the Knicks are not really going to do shit, you know, with the, during the draft, whatever, you know, just kind of condescending play, but now we're up. And I, I bet you they, you know, they might have did that podcast maybe like a few weeks ago, had it in the stash waiting for the right opportunity to drop it, you know, so he can get his um shit up, whatever. So I, I don't want to be a part of that. I don't want to be a part of, of, of boosting another guy's um, ratings up when, when, um, when, when we were doing, not necessarily doing bad, but we were kind of building up to where we are right now. And, you know, you were kind of like condescending and being like dismissive and kind of like mocking, always mocking us, always like subtweeting us and shit, you know? So I just, I just don't want to be a part of it. But so like you, you mentioned, um, you know, Jalen Rose and what's up, what's the other brother's name? Kendrick, Kendrick Perkins. Yeah, goofy ass Kendrick Perkins, man. You know, you know, think you know, shout out to them, man, because they definitely have been riding for us. And just speaking, not just not just um, you know, um capping for us, man, but just speaking the, the honest truth, because you know, you got LeBron coming out, out of his um, you know, out of his mouth saying good stuff about us. You know, nobody <laughs> asked him to do that, but I mean somebody gotta say something. You know, the, the Knicks are actually playing really good, and you know, it's, it's about time that they get to just do all across the board. You know, because we're we're like fourth seed. That's not a um, it's not a, a fluke. We've been there for half the most of the season. And it, it, yeah, that's funny. The, the media is so funny. And um, I I know you didn't listen to you know the Woj pod. You know, I I listened to it. You know, a lot of a lot of people got ESPN on a on a quote unquote. Excuse me if the kids is listening. Shit list. So a lot of people don't support ESPN. And I was amazed listening to that podcast, um, Dahard. To be honest, a lot of the stuff that we was talking about, like the Knicks, um, like the rumors the Knicks wanted to trade Randall, that was fake news, or or the other rumors about you know the, the locker room was together. The locker room really wasn't together, obviously, because Julius Randall was complaining like hell, and I don't know what the hell he said to Worldwide Wesson and and those guys, but. Thank God he said that. <laughs> yeah, he got Thibodeau. So, thank God, man. Yeah, but you know the, he said that the same stuff in the in the JJ Reddick podcast too. You know, um, Julius Randle. He said all that same stuff during that podcast, and that was before all the stuff started happening. You know, they, you know, Knicks just started playing well. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, like like it, it's just an, it's just annoys me now that that now that, that it's obvious you gotta talk about us. Because the season's gonna be over in like another what two weeks or so, and um you know you have to talk about us now you know so if the playoffs are coming they gotta be first now they gotta be the first ones to give the exclusive interview they gotta be the first ones to drop all this this crazy Nick content just so they can catch up to get ready for us because they're gonna have to seriously break us down you know when it comes to playoffs because they're gonna have to break up matchups and all sort of stuff like that so these that's that's all they're trying to do they're just trying to get a, a step 
on 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 the game, man. You know, I'm I'm just not with. I'm not with supporting that, supporting I, them. You know, I respect it. I mean, hey, man, everybody trying to be a new Knicks fan. You know, you know, people on social media coming out the woodworks. What your man, Andrew Yang? Your man, Andrew oh Yang. man, shout out to he Yang. Up, he hung up his Nick jersey, put on the Nets jersey. Now he putting up. You know, new Nick tweets. You got your man. Uh, what, what's this guy uh, who's arguing with um Durant? What's his name? Who's arguing? Michael Rappaport. You got right. this fraud puts Garden of Ease and tags the Knicks on Twitter. Nah, <laughs> nah. So it's a wrap for you, man. He wrote he wrote a book and all this other stuff. You know, the um the Garden is Eden. You know, or or whatever the what was a documentary or, or or whatever it was, he did all that stuff, man. But I mean, like, just the, he runs his mouth. That that's the thing about it. If you're gonna run your mouth, man, you gotta remember what you say. You can't just keep just you're shooting shots. Like people are not gonna remember what you say, or like like you can't just walk the like you're just gonna walk the street and people are not gonna call you out on the stuff that you say. So you got you gotta you gotta be very careful with with stuff like that, man. And you know, just like I'm not talking about you know hands and feet and that type of thing. But just, to, just for the simple fact of just checking guys, just letting guys know, man, like, you know, like, like you said before we came on here, the whole barbershop thing, you know, everybody's trying to, trying to get the energy of that barbershop stuff, man. But the, we are the barbershop, you know what I'm saying? You know, the barbershop, you know, it, you know, all these entities, they copy off the barbershop, but we are the barbershop, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, if guys are going to come in the barbershop, um, talking at talking at jump. You gotta say, yo, man, you getting your hair cut or what, man? Get the fuck out of here with that dumb shit. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't we don't want to hear that. You know, you, you definitely gotta check, guys, man. Man, yo, just before you recorded, like I'm gonna repeat it again, like dudes, you would not go in a barbershop and say some nonsense like R.J. Barrett got a 57 percent true shooting percentage because the OGs gonna kick you out. <laughs> <laughs> like sometimes it's about. Just watching the game, like, and just throwing the numbers out. And if you watch these Knicks, throw the numbers out. I know that R.J. Barrett, his still numbers ain't high. You know, I know his block numbers ain't there. But if you watch him, that man can defend. And boom, shots to Tommy Bear. You know, he puts out a tweet. The Knicks are the only team in the league to rank in the top five in both defensive rating, 107.2, and offensive rating, 116.5 in April. So we're number two in offense right now in April, and we're top five in defense in April right now. And that's beautiful to see. And the Knicks lead the NBA in net rating this month and had and has outscored their opponents by 119 points in 13 games they played. We got to get two of these dudes on the all-defensive team, bro. We got to, bro. Absolutely. You know, and not for nothing too. Like like we are, we are, everyone was talking about that we need a shooter and we need a point guard and it's like that. The Knicks passed the ball really well, man. You know, for uh, for a team team passing and just a th um, you know we're we're like a, a low possession game um team because um, we don't push the the tempo and things like that. But we're still shooting threes, man. We got Julius Randle shooting forty one, Barry thirty eight, Reggie Bullock is shooting forty, Alec Burke is shooting forty. Um, Derek Rose is shooting 36. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Goodness. Even like I, I, I want to see Alfred Payton's um three point percentage the last um um you know during this streak because he's actually been knocking down threes this year. I yes. mean, not this year, but during during this like little stretch here, you mm -hmm. know. And you're quickly shooting 38. Kevin Knox is 39. percent You know, um, Frank Milikin is at 47. It's like, yo, <laughs> we we got a team full of uh, of um three point shooters, you know. So. It's like it's not even about like just watching you. Know, you don't watch games. It's like you're not even looking at the stat sheet either. You're just ignoring the the black and white right in front of you. The facts are right in front of you. You know we, we're not you know we're not capping. 
you know, I got a whole bunch of caps in this draw. We're not capping like that. This is nah. facts. This is just facts of life. You know, I, I, I hope I hope I sent you that pick where it's talking about. Damn, I probably didn't send you that pick. But, you know, it's right in front of me. Now, back to Julius Randle real quick. This this man, <laughs> first of all, all NBA second team, by the way. That's what I'm proclaiming for him right now. All NBA second team, by the way. And he's the second best power forward in the Eastern Conference. So we gonna I'm gonna give that man his respect. And as and and as loud as my disrespect was to Julius Randle, I'm gonna make sure that my flowers that I give to him is loud as well. And Julius Randle ranks in the top 10 in scoring, rebounding, assist, and made threes in April. The only player to score more points is Steph Curry. And Julius Randle was 27 of 54 from deep over the Knicks' last seven games. And the Knicks, remember I told you how the Knicks was top 10 in three-point percentage, but they're like the bottom five in attempts? I think Tibbs heard me, yo. Because every single game, I think we, like, after that conversation we had, We've been shooting at least 25 three-point attempts per game. And I, I, I'm happy, bro. I, I am happy, man, despite Alfred, Alfred Payton still wet in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. You know, we, we can't – I mean, he's like he's the weakest link out of everybody that, that we have really playing. Outside of Obi, even though Obi's, like, you know, giving his all, he's playing – definitely playing hard and stuff like that. But um, you know, out of out of the main guys, you know, he's the only one that that we could talk about that's um that's really not like you know up to par with everybody else. But at the same time, he still he still plays well, man. There's some times in games where he could find that layup, you know, or he can make that defensive play, or he sometimes he get that pass to the next guy or whatever, so they can make a play. You know, he still he still sets the table a little bit. You know, what I'm saying to give the ball to Derrick Rose to, to set the um you know to finish games and Alec Burke too. We we're missing him. But um, we're still winning, even though we we um we missing, I you know, missing. one of our better players. Excuse me. I ain't missing Burks. I, I'm I'm good. I, I I don't need to see him no more. I'm sorry, dog. Like his ball hogging is. I'm good. I like yeah, what Rose and quickly doing. Yeah, Rosen quickly been playing pretty good, but I mean, still, man, we we still could use that extra extra dude. And you know, Alec Burke for not for nothing. You know, he kind of was setting the table for for a couple games. He won. I want to say he won like like maybe two or three games, you know, when he was three? on that on that maybe two. He won like five games for us this year. I'm not even going. I'm not even going live, bro. He won yeah. a couple games for us. Matter of fact, I remember the game. Remember the game he went ballistic, and it was him and Frank on the court, and he scored like 22 in the fourth. Like he, oh my god, he yeah. that man could get hotter than T Mac when he hot. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> Like, like you call him, he's like baby, um, baby Harden, right? Or, or <laughs> what you? I, I didn't think you said it that nicely, though. <laughs> he was like, you know, he, every once in a while, you know, Alec Burke puts on a, a Harden, um, you know, impersonation. But I mean, he'd be he, yeah, he'd be trying. But I mean, we need him, man. I, you know, right now there's no report saying it, but I think he got COVID. You know what I'm saying? So we're gonna have to wait for him to get healthy and stuff. But you know. The Knicks are on a streak without a full um, team, so I'm expecting to see um, Alec Burks towards the end of the season. And then, like, you know, if we can make it through the first round of playoffs, we might actually see Mitchell Robinson at some point. You know what I'm saying? So, like, every so often, we're going to get another boost. You know, Burke comes back, Mitch Robinson comes back. 
So, um, you know, that, that that's like potential for us to ride a wave. You know, mm-hmm. the, just the same thing like we had in 99. Um, even Miami. Miami got hot towards the end. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, they, they, they got healthier. You know, guys got hot from three. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like a steady progression, whatever. So we we might be on the same um, kind of Cinderella pace that, um, you know, we could could ride this wave, you know, as far as, you know, (laughs) I know you're laughing, but I mean, you know, it's it's, it's capping crazy, man, but why not? You know, because people people have been talking so much about how how the Knicks, this, that, and the other, but we've been in the same spot all year. You know, like like we're the fourth seat now, but yeah, we've been the fourth seat a couple times this year. You know what I'm saying? We dropped down to like maybe the eight or nine. But then we we'll always come back up to that fourth spot. You know, you can't kick us out of it, man. So this is not like a fluke. So who's to say the next Knicks don't don't get healthy eventually and then catch fire? Next thing you know, <laughs> you know. I, listen, the Knicks are undefeated this season, seventeen and zero when they shoot above forty eight percent from the floor. If the Knicks are, as long as Randall sets the table. Every first quarter, we got a chance to kick every team ass in the NBA. Because I, as you watch Nick games now, I'm watching teams play the Knicks, bro. They be they be tired, bro. Like the Knicks defense will take you need an ice bath, some tea. You might you might need a chopped cheese, some grape soda. You gonna need a lot after that Knicks game because dumb boys can defend and. And when I think about guys like Julius Randle, that dude constantly barreling, barreling into you, taking away your energy. Barrett, bully ball, constantly barreling, barreling into you. Then you got Bullock. You got Bullock. His hands, he's everywhere. Nerlens, he's everywhere. Nerlens got five highlight blocks with the past three weeks. <laughs> I feel like every single game he gets, he gets somebody at the rim. Somebody tried to bang it on him, and he's just like – you know, you can you just can't get it through him, man. You know, even he's so skinny. You know, we, we was getting on him at, at one point, and just about him getting bodied by bigger dudes. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it don't it don't matter. He's like, if you're gonna try to try to dunk it on him, you better you better come with two hands. You know, because that dude that dude is 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 that is not letting you do that, man. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> that was some, it's it's amazing. I mean, we're talking about Nerlens the world. We're talking about Taj Gibson, Vigil Bullock. These are guys that that are like throwaway players around the league. And um, we, we they it just like they came here, and um, you know we got the of course we got the coach. You got to give Tom Thibodeau his respect. Um, uh, the whole coaching staff their respect. But I mean, we got to come, you know, like a a mixed mass a group of guys that just came together, you know, and you know look at look at where we are now. I want to ask you a question, dog. You think I'm too hard on the vets, man? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> or have you know, I? Or have I come back to earth a little bit? Well, well, listen, you know, I I, n- I never um you know complain about you when you go crazy and stuff like that, but you know maybe on Twitter that's why you haven't really seen me in that conversation anymore. But I mean, like you know, you know, it, it was warranted. You know, what I'm saying that at, at, during the time when when you was really going crazy, I mean, like it, it was like, yo, why are we playing these old guys for? You know, what I'm saying Let, let's play the young guys and see what what they could do. But I mean, this year, this year just surprised everybody, man. So. You know, if if, uh, if you was looking crazy earlier, you know, talking badly about the vets and then fast forward to now, who knew we was going to be here? You know what I'm saying? So everybody, you know, got a got a story about, you know, what, what they were saying in the beginning and what they're saying now, man. So, you know, it's, it's all a part of the, the whole the whole fun of this whole thing. I believe, um, 
I believe I sent you a picture, and that picture that I sent you was the first 60 games of last season. And I believe the second picture was the first 60 games of this season. And I believe we was at 18 games. We won 18 games at that time. Yeah. And look at us now. Like, we're around 33 wins right now. Like, this is magical, bro. Like, I, I never thought that we would be winning this much. But I never thought Julius Randle would be this good, bro. It irks me, bro. And it irks me even more because of what I had to endure last season from this man. It pisses me off even more. I don't understand. He's a different player, man. Like that that Nets game, I'll never forget it. We we had a chance to win, and he did a backspin. He spin like 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 he. I don't know what he was thinking, but he had the ball. He had a perfect um, position to when he was in the paint, and then out of nowhere, he just spin straight out of out of bounds. As soon as he went like that, the ball was out of bounds. It's like what? And then he just you know continues to do that, you know, every single game. So you know, just judging by by that, I know he was you know this is his first time being the number one guy and all that stuff. But you got to look at the coaching. I, you know, that that had to be something that that Fisdale saying, "Yo, I love that spin move. Keep doing the spin move." You know what I'm saying? Keep doing that because as as soon as um they fired Fisdale and brought um Mike Miller in there, you didn't see the spin move anymore. You know he started doing you know other things and whatever. I, I bring up the um the game that he had against um what's the dude from um uh from Utah? I keep forgetting his name. Who Goldberg? Oh yeah, Goldberg. When he dropped like thirty something on Goldberg, he was dominating that dude. You know, and and that I think that might have been like the like one of the last game we played before COVID hit. You know what I'm saying? So you know, RJ Barrett, I'm just gonna RJ Barrett. Randall was on that, you know, projection. You know, you know, taking it to the next level. But you know, you know, who else? You know who who else? was hot at that time too. It, Randall was hot though, but my boy Frank just dropped twenty and ten. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> But you know, I'm I'm, not, I'm never gonna I'm never gonna uh, be happy about that kid, man. I, you know, because I mean, by now, man, by now he he should be a fixture. Same thing with Knox. By now, Knox and Frank should be fixtures on the roster. And not for nothing, those are two those are the two players we need. Like we're we're talking about getting like a, a swingman. That's Knox. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? We we need like a like a like another like um, ball handler type of type of dude. That's Frank. You know, three point shooter. That's Frank. So I mean. You know, if these if these guys wait, will wake up. You know, we don't need to bring bring nobody else in on onto this thing because we got everything that we need. Uh, I'm gonna be honest with you, dog. Like, I watched Michael Porter Jr. score 39 yesterday, and oh, was, Michael Porter Jr. I, I, I was very depressed. You know, I, I was very depressed. You know, Maga Porter Jr. He was he was scoring like hell. He was scoring when he wanted. And then I got to watch Kevin Knox just ride the bench. And, you know, it gets depressing at times. But I think Uncle Freezy said it best, right? Freezy said, I, it was one day last week, you know, I was on his live. He said, Kevin Knox need to be needs to be reprogrammed. So I said, yo, expand on that. Like, what, what do you mean by reprogram? He said, yo, did you, did, he said, what do you think, do you think Fisdell taught him anything? When he was playing up under Fisdale. So I had to sit back. I had to think about it. I'm like, you're right. So ever since he told me that, you haven't heard me say Kevin Knox needs minutes. You haven't heard me say Knox needs to play. 
I'd rather him sit. You know, I, I can't really speak for Frank Nolakina because he's a free agent. But I would love for the Knicks to bring him back on a on a cheap deal. But you know, it's a way and see. It's it's a way and see. It's tough because these are the arguments that I'm having with people now. Because even I'm gonna throw this at you. You know, a lot of people want to resign the vets, and that's cool. But that doesn't raise the ceiling of the team. I want a younger guy, and it, I don't care. It doesn't have to be Kevin Knox. It doesn't have to be Frank. But I want younger guys that's going to stay here for a couple years. Like I, I want to, I want stability. Like I want, I want to sustain this winning. You can't tell me Bullock, who's 30, 32 next season, Burks going on thirty, and Alfred, who's never gotten better. Who stays the marginal? Who's a marginal player? And Nerlens Noel, Nerlens Noel is not coming back next season with a three-point jump shot. So I, I need to like, what are we gonna do, bro? Like, it, it's, I, it well, the, the the thing is, like, it's like the tired cliche. If if we build it, they will come. You know what I'm saying? So nobody wants to come here. Nobody wants to come here up until this point. So I mean, we got like I said, shout out to um. To, to Bullock and these different guys, because, I mean, you know, he is 32 or whatever. But, I mean, like, you need to set the table. You got to build a house if you want people to come and um, and um, get it. So, right now, we built a house. So, now we, we, we put equity in the house. So, now we put it on the market and see who comes to buy it. You know what I'm saying? That, that's basically the, the best, um you know, analogy I could, I could think of. So, I mean, like, you know, it, it would be great to bring Reggie Bullock back. You know, but we look at it. Reggie, what's, how much Reggie, Reggie Bullock going to get next year? Not but but so much he's gonna get twenty. You know he's gonna get like close to what maybe a little upgrade to what he's been been getting this year. You know, it depends. It depends because if a, if a if a contender comes in for Reggie Bullock, he's getting ten million minimum. If a contender comes in for Alec Burks, Burks is I promise you Burks is going to get at least a two year twenty four million dollar contract from somebody. Somebody's gonna pay that man twelve million dollars a year. What have you seen Burke's production off the bench? Ted, I, I, I would say God bless him. <laughs> I would say God bless him, man. I mean, because these guys are like this is probably like their last big money contract, so it's really up to them. They they've been in the league forever, man. So you know they, they got they got bigger. They might. I'm I'm thinking that they have bigger things on their mind. Maybe maybe playing in such a good team like like this, maybe they they might decide that okay, listen, I'll come and stay here to keep riding the wave. You know, maybe not go for the twelve. Maybe maybe take the ten from the Knicks. You know, because you know, Alex Burke is making what six? Got to be making six million, I think, right? So you know, he, you know, it's it's deserving for him to get like an eight or ten as as a little salary upgrade. But I mean, to to give him the extra year, I think that that's kind of pushing it. But I mean, like like a one year one year deal, maybe one same thing, like one plus one that we've been giving these guys. I think that that's fair for guys around their age. They they're like in their thirties. You know, so I mean, like even Bullock too. I think Bullock's making like about five or whatever he's making. You know, not how much? How much? How much is he making? Five million. Okay, Reggie Bullock making five million. So I mean, you know, he, if he gets eight, you know, from us, you know, as a little little upgrade, that's not that's not so bad. Because I mean, you look at it like this: the Knicks have sixty million dollars in in the Ooh. bank. So you know, right 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 off the bat, you're talking about fifteen million dollars. You know, for for those guys just to keep them around. You know, that that's something that that we um that we don't don't really have to put too much emphasis on. You know, same thing like like um like Randall. We don't gotta give him an extension. You know, we, we just have to worry about um you know adding the other pieces that, that we that we want, whoever's available to you know upgrade the roster. Cause you know, like I said, we got Knox and um we got uh, Frank, you know, 
we, you know, we, we could wait for those guys to develop or we can sign guys, you know, that we want to fill in, fill in those spots, man. So the Knicks are in a good spot, you know, so, you know, we, we really can't put too much emphasis on what these veterans are doing because, you know, their, their salary is not so, like, crazy where we have to, like, you know, really, really plan for that. Yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not crazy. Like, we could always, you know, get from under those contracts. You could find Reg, Reggie Bullocks and Alec Burks. Like, you could find those guys off the street, in my personal opinion. Yeah. So, it, it's not going to be hard to replace those guys, you know. It, you got to be careful with the with the um, the um chemistry, too, man. You know, what, what we've been doing. Yeah. We don't, we don't, we don't want to have to just build it again, you know. Because. Go ahead. No, no, because we, we got lightning in the bottle now, man. So, I, I would hate to get rid of it and then have to just figure it all out again, you know. And what you just said aligns with my theory of stability. I've been saying for months, bro. If regardless of how how I felt about Julius Randle in the past, if it comes down to stability, resign Randle, resign Mitch, resign Frank, resign Taj, resign Rose. Bullock, I don't know. But resign those guys. Bullock might get a bigger contract from a contender, contender, so I'm gonna leave him out. And Burks might get a contract from a contender, so I'm gonna leave him out. Alfred Payne, I just want him to be sent to the moon. So I don't give a damn. <laughs> I don't give a damn where he goes. Um, but those guys, I, I want stability, and I want to keep certain guys on this team. But can we get to the? Can we get to this juicy subject, man? Please, because I, I I really want to talk about this Carmelo Anthony thing. I, I, okay. I really want to talk about this because first, first I want to talk about would would you bring Melo back this summer? Yeah, but, you know he he has like um, he just have an open spot on the roster if he ever wants it. You know, I'm quite sure everybody agrees with that. But you know, like I said, he's not so important. You know, what I'm saying that he, he's not going to be making like we're not going to offer him like a twenty million dollar contract or anything like that. He's 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 looking at minimum. You know, straight off the bat, we're not going to be looking to pay him any more than, anything more than that. You know, because he's definitely going to be like a rental. He's he's an older he's an older player, so you're not going to invest money in, in a dude like that. He's definitely an off the off the uh, bench kind of guy. You know, he, he'll be backing up Randall at, at this point. But like like I said, if he wanted to come here, you know, that that roster spot is always going to be open for him. I think. So, it it's a way that he would come here, but I don't think a lot of Nick fans ain't going like that. And. <laughs> Either Knox is gone in, in this equation because Melo, because you got to think about it. Randall's not going anywhere. And that part already been sunk in my head. Like, I'm already like, Sylvester, you know, Randall, he's never leaving. You might as well just love the guy and, and, and love his deficiency. So, what the hell would it? But if Kevin Knox or Obi Toppin gets traded, and I think it might be uh, Kevin Knox. I think you have, and let's say Burks walk as well, and probably Bullock a walk because they get paid more money. Then I can see Carmel. Then I can see Leon Rose calling Carmelo Anthony, and then Carmelo Anthony coming here. But I gotta think like if Carmelo Anthony is gonna come here, is Chris Paul gonna follow him? Like I, 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 I don't know. But it's a thing to talk about because Chris Paul is also a free agent this offseason. But I would love for Melo to come back, though, for sure, for sure. Yeah, definitely. He, he definitely has that spot. I mean, 
you know, right now, I wish we had Melo right now. You know, because that's that's exactly what we need. We need to do that. We can put it in there. Like like sometimes when when um you know when we lose the lead or whatever, and then we got to fight. Our defense got to clamp down, and we got to fight back. Though those little runs wouldn't wouldn't happen if we had to do like Melo to come in here to get a couple buckets for us, man. You know. And, and Melo, man, I, watching Portland, get Melo out of Portland. Uh, save Carmelo Anthony because that is <laughs> disgusting. What I'm watching over there, like. Just save that man, and I wouldn't mind Melo coming off the bench. If I had a bench unit, now not thinking about it, Obi. Let's see, Mitch, Obi, Melo, quickly, Derrick Rose. I could work with that. We could do something with that. I already think the Knicks got a top five bench. Yeah, absolutely. That you know, just mellow, mellow on the on just add just add mellow to our bench right now. You know, that's that's like a scary. That's a scary ass bench because like, look, you already got to work hard trying to uh, fight Julius Randle and RJ. You know, like you said, with the strength, the elbows, and things like things of that nature. Especially uh, Mitchell Robinson when he comes in, we we just very solid. And then after you done finished doing that, now oh yeah, fuck, here comes mellow. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Look, you get you got to you you constantly have to be defending. So you know that's definitely something that, that we that we, we definitely need. So I mean, you know, I've been I haven't really been watching Portland games, but you know, for the most part, they've been, they've been giving him you know um, a good run. They, they got a good they got a good bench too. They got Cantor over there. Simmons is good. Little is good. You know, they, I mean, they're gonna be a tough team in the playoffs. I'm looking at them now. Portland going. Yo, Nurkic, they, Nurkic came back too. I think that's the Nurkic and Powell. I think makes them really good. You know, ever since they traded for Powell, they've been on a losing streak. I think that Portland roster is just so clunky and stupid. Portland yeah. roster reminds me of last year Knicks roster, the, and I'm not even thinking of the. I'm not thinking of the names. I'm just thinking of the positions. Why would you sign Robert Covington? You have Melo. You gave Derrick Jones Jr. ten million. Like, like you got Nurkic, you got Anis Canna. I, I don't know. And then Robert Covington is having a horrific season. 37 minutes, you get two points. Uh, I, I don't know what they're doing over there. Please yeah. send Bella home to us because yeah, I, I get I, it. You know, they, they just they just trying to stockpile like certain players to help them out for the playoffs. But I, I, didn't, I didn't know that they, they lost five five straight. That's that's not good for them, man, because, um, you know, now they're what they're, they're in the seventh plate, seven, um, seven seed there. Yeah, and I think Dallas just passed them. I'm so sad about that because you know I was hoping that Dallas give us a a, a goddamn lotto pick. But, yeah, we played yeah. them twice already this year. Dallas sucks, man. You know they're not even a fun team to watch. They only got Luca. You know, we, you know, we, we we thank God we took care of them, man. You know because you know <laughs> just a terrible basketball. I, I just see. I, I don't want to end up like to be a team like that. I don't want to like. Spend all the money and, and getting like a, a dude like like KP, not like KP, but I'm saying getting getting another star player, putting all our money in that, and then now we gotta look around the, uh, uh, at the at the roster with all these different um bums on their on their team. That, that this these are the guys we gotta like cheer for and stuff. I just don't want to go for that. Yeah, I, I know um you know Reggie Bullock and half of these guys could, could could be considered um bums too, but you know at least they're playing you know playing defense and playing winning style of basketball. The Dallas Mavericks, man, like I said, we played them a couple times. Them them guys suck, man. Yo, the Mavericks roster, when you take Luca off the roster, their roster is disgusting. You know Wells got a disgusting roster that I hope the Knicks never mirror. 
I hate the Boston Celtics roster, bro. I hate yeah. their roster. Like, you got Grant Williams. He stinks. The Ozilay kid, he stinks. P.U. Robert's, Robert Williams, he's cool, but he's not Mitchell Robinson. Then you got Tatum and Brown. Cool. But that's not going. That's not winning you nothing. That, that, that's not winning you nothing. And I don't want Leon Rose to be like Danny Ainge. You know what Danny Ainge did? I'm going to give you an analogy, dog. He's like the weed man who will get, <laughs> he'll get the good batch of weed, right? But he'll just let the weed sit in his crib. He's not going to sell that weed. He's he going to let it sit there and sit there and sit there. And then after two years, he's looking at the weed and it's like, damn, I still got this here? So I don't want Leon Rose to be that guy. Uh, man. I, yeah, I, I totally get that. I totally get that that um, that analogy, man. Like like um, Danny Ainge is like like half baked. The dude that was sleeping on the couch. You're like, who, who the fuck is that on the couch? And he gets up and goes take a piss. He's like, oh, who the fuck was that? Yo, that was Danny Ainge. That was Danny Ainge. How long how long he was sitting on that couch? You know what I'm saying? That that's Dan. I definitely don't want that to happen, man. Because like like you're right. They they got a roster full of garbage. You know what I'm saying? Like right now they got. You know, uh, Kemba Walker they traded for, but Kemba Walker is not the same dude anymore. You no. know, um, you know, if, if you want to talk about offense, their offense is trash. They just come down and they just they just play one on one. Whoever whoever gets it, um, Tatum got it, go one on one. You know, Brown got to go one on one. Walker got to go one on one. Um, Fournier, you know, same thing. It just whoever gets the ball, that's who goes one. They go one on one. I hate that style of play. Yo, this roster is oh my goodness. So you got Carson Edwards, Luke Cornett. Taco for Evan Fournier. What, 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 what you doing with that? What, what the hell was Danny Ainge thinking? So, I could, I, I'm happy we got guys like Bullock and Burks, and, and, and guys, Grant Williams, Tremont Waters. What the hell is going on over there in Boston? Romeo Langford, by the way, before. 2019 draft dudes were saying Roman Laneford got a higher ceiling than RJ Barry. The man averages two points per game. Uh, <laughs> two rebounds, 0.7 assists. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He like, yo, I forgot who he was talking to. They um they care more about their dreads than than their careers, you know what I'm saying? Because he, he got the dreads and stuff. So guys, you gotta be careful the guys that get dressed because they're more concerned about getting the right color to match the jersey. You want to get the <laughs> make sure to get it twisted up properly and all this. You know, so you gotta be very careful um when you know, when you pick guys like that. Pretty boys, man. Pretty boys. Yeah. Um so you know about Carmelo Anthony. You know, I know we was getting off the the railroad tracks and all that. <laughs> Carmelo Anthony in 2013 and um, 2014. Either year. Either year, both of those years. But what the preferably the 2013-2014 uh, season. The season where the Knicks won 54 games. Or oh, was that 2012-2013? Somewhere around there. Uh, yeah, somewhere around there. We had just so much Knicks stuff. That it, Whatever. So, Carmelo Anthony averaged 27 points, 8 rebounds, and 3 assists per game, 38 minutes per game, and he was basically playing the 4 next to Tyson Chandler. Yeah. Uh, you know, he scored 62 points. I remember watching that game, 20, um, 23 for 35 field, goal, field goals, 
attempts, you know, six for 11 from three, 13 rebounds. Um, Melo, during his time here, he was a great player, great scorer. But you got to stop right there because now I'm, you're comparing him to Julius Randle of this season. Randle, and, and it's tough for me to say this, but um, <clears throat> Randle's a better defender than Melo. And Randle, his defense ain't all world golly. He's a better passer than Melo. He's a better rebounder than Melo. I want to say three-point shooter, but I'm going to be very respectful. And I'm not going to say three-point shooter or mid-range shooter. I, I, I'm going to just be respectful and I'm going to stop right there. And also, you got to think about it. Randall has the worst supporting cast than what Melo had. Um, Melo had way better players around him than what Randall has right now. So... I think I'm gonna still give it to Carmelo Anthony out of respect, but it, it, it's a tough, it's a tough battle. It's a tough battle because Melo didn't, he didn't get these triple doubles like Randall's doing. He wasn't the leader the way Randall is. So shout out to Julius Randall, but I'm gonna be respectful and I'm gonna say Melo. Yeah, I mean it's it's a tough conversation to have, man, because you know like the the year before the 54 um 50 something game season we we were a losing team and the year after we were a losing team you know what i'm saying so it's lightning in the bottle that that all has to do with all the metal's flaws you know like you, you talk about the leadership and the passing ability not not just the figure this the simple fact that he could that randall's might be a better passer it's just a, it's the fact that that through leadership he, he's actually using his players you know that was that was the whole problem with with Melo. Melo gets the ball and it's just jabs the jabs the pump fake spin move. You know he's gonna get his shot off, but you know Randall will do the same thing. But at least the simple fact that he's using his his, his plays, he'll pass it. You know, and then the ball eventually comes back to him. That's the only thing that Phil Jackson and whoever else was was um was coaching and was trying to get through his mind. Even back with with um and um you know George Carl days, um you know they they wanted him to use his teammates. You know, because you know you, he's already like like a like you can't guard him at all. You know that that's that's Melo's mindset. You can't guard me. I am the best shot on the court. But at the same time, you you got to get you got to trust your teammates because those are the ones that's going to get you to where you want to go, get you to the finals and things of that nature. And it was the 2012-2013 season. Excuse me, by the way, that was that, that yeah. was the season I was thinking about. The season when he averaged twenty eight point seven points per game. That season, he led the NBA in scoring, and then he had. Um, Steve Novak, Jack Prigioni, Ronnie Brewer, Chris Copeland, she, uh, Solomon Jones, uh, Marcus Camby, Kurt Thomas, Quentin Richardson, Tyson Chandler, J.R. Smith, Raymond Felt. You know what I hear as I'm listening, reading off these names, what I hear in my brain? Leadership. Yeah. That's all I, that, that's all I hear. Leadership. Yeah, straight up and down. Even, even to like a bum like Solomon Hill. He's been around the league for all these years, but he's a hard dude. You know what I'm saying? Very hard. So you you could you could just tell that locker room was, was solid, man. You know there was like no no suckers in that locker room. Everybody was in in on it, in on um, the 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 end game. You know what I'm saying? So that that's what's that's what's so important about our current roster, man. We we kind of do gotta gotta keep some of these guys around because, like I said, the, the year after that 54 game winning um winning streak. I mean I mean winning season. Um, mm -hmm. you know we we went in and brought in um. Like that, somebody from from the San Antonio, 
he came over here. We we had a bunch of other guys. Um, Bagnani, you know, came after that. You know, what I'm saying look, look at look at the players that we brought in here, and it just totally fucked everything up. You know, what I'm saying so we got to be very careful the next move that we make with with, with this Knicks roster. Yo, that are and, and shout outs to the 2012-2013 season because that was the first that was the first team I think I watched with with Daha literally, bro. I was like, why are they shooting a three every single play? Like every single play was a three. Literally, like drive kick three, drive kick three. Okay, Chandler, you don't gotta you don't gotta alley you. Okay, drive kick three. Shump made a three. Okay, Prigioni made like it was they were shooting so many threes and and you knew i'm gonna compare that season to this season and I, this is why i love the randall and um drew the, the randall and the carmelo anthony topic you know versus each other do you remember the first game of that that 2012 season when we when, when we we stunk the miami heat that, that first game that first game we punched miami by like i think it was by like 20 dog what did we do this season? The first game we punched the, the Milwaukee Bucks by twenty. I still remember that game. Yeah. So it, it it's crazy, bro. It's crazy. Like that start of the season, beating Miami by that much, and then this start of the season, we we beat the Bucks by that much. You had to think something special was going to happen. You had to think that way. And also, as I'm reading this. The Knicks did not even have a top 10 defense that 2012-2013 season. We was actually ranked 18th that year. So oof. Yeah, Melo, Melo was was um was riding us, man. We, we was he was carrying us on his back that year. Yeah, man. But I, I get the vibes, man. The just just the whole the whole gist of everything is it's just the lightning in the bottle. Everything just happened to be going the right right way for the Knicks. Even injuries, man. That Atlanta game. If um if Trey Burke um didn't get hurt, man, you know, you know, yeah, Trey Young. If yo, where the hell is Trey Burke at right now? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that that guy is like he, he fell off the planet, or whatever. But you know, if Trey Young didn't get hurt, you know, we probably would have lost that game. You know, you know, what I'm saying so. It it just shows that the basketball guards are just you know just following us right now, man. So you know, who's to say we we could talk all the junk we want, man? I mean, my man here, um, Dangerous Russ, he was um uh, he was saying relax, bro, about about the whole um. You know, playoff thing, but you but you never know. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, all it takes is is a nice little run. You know, we get Alec Burks right, and he gets hot. You know, like I said, Mitchell Robinson comes in and he locks it down again for us. Now, now you're talking about like Miami, like 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 I said earlier. We, we, why not? We could beat Miami uh, from last year. You know, we could beat them this year. So, I I think what people are basically saying, like, just stay humble, because <clears throat> think about it, like the Miami Heat. I hate their fan base, bro. I don't know about you. I, I dislike them. I don't yeah, know. They're probably like the worst fan base in the NBA, I think. Ever, bro. And you know, they come off their finals run. They talk and junk to the Knicks fans past 10 straight months. You know, Tyler Hero better than RJ, blah, 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 blah. Cool. Now we have a better record than my than Miami right now. And I will nothing more. No, nothing in this world would make me more happy to see Miami be the seventh seed and they got to play the Washington Wizards in the play and the Wizards beat them. <laughs> 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 nothing in this world would make me more happier than that because 
and I hate Celtic fans too. Both of those two. Oh man, I I got a vendetta against both of those two. Yeah, but you know, any, anything anything can happen once um once everything gets locked in. So anything can happen. The the one team that nobody wants to see is us. Nobody wants to see the Knicks. Not not in that first round. Playing definitely in the playing. But like if we if we stay the fourth seed, who's um I think it's Atlanta, right? It's Atlanta, yeah. and um right now Atlanta's the fifth seed. So you know they don't want to see us, man. They they, they no. have the offensive firepower, but um but but they they just don't play um great team basketball. They play they play um they just letting Trey Young do everything basically. You know um just you know the way that he plays a sucker style of basketball. But like if if we can um could um contain that, like if we have on Tom Thibodeau um uh, really locking in, you know preparing us for them for a series. Uh, a series, we we definitely could um could um hold them down in the series, in my opinion. That series, first of all, Alfred Payton cannot play in that series. Uh, he is not the starting point guard of a playoff team. So I'm hoping that for the when the playoffs start, Derrick Rose is in that starting spot, and I'm hoping that Alec Burks is back by that time, so he could be the um the point guard coming off the bench. But I want to see Frank play. <laughs> I, want see, I want to see Frank just lock Trey Young down in a playoff setting. Like, I've seen it in regular season setting. Regular season don't count. Playoffs count. And I would like to see that in the playoffs. But the funny thing with the NBA did, and I'm looking at our schedule, um, they gave us a West Coast trip that is about six games long. And it begins with the Houston Rockets, the Grizzlies, the Nuggets, and the Suns. So if we could get past that, then we could definitely talk more about having home court advantage. I think the fans is going to matter, too, the fans that we got. Just avoid the playing, man. That's what we need to do, avoid that goddamn playing. I'm hoping Julius Randle has enough in the tank to carry us through this whole season. The same way Melo carried us through that 50 to them 53 wins. I'm hoping he can do that. Yeah, I'm hoping. We, we, we got the Bulls next. Oh, no, we got, excuse me, the Suns. We played the Suns twice. We got the uh, Bulls, the Rockets, the Grizzlies, you know. A couple, a couple of these teams, even like the Spurs, the Lakers might might end up um, saving some guys at the at the end. You know what I'm saying? So we, I mean, we still got a, a chance to, to have a solid record, man. So, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't care that we that we um that we're, we're on the road because we, we we've been actually playing pretty pretty decent on the road and stuff. So, you know, this we, we got a lot of things going for us with, with this Knicks team. Yeah, I, especially on the road. But we bet we even better at home. I noticed that like the, these guys is not scared to play at home no more, uh, or is it just me? Like what last year. It seemed like when I was watching the Knicks, well, previous years, it seemed like when I was watching the Knicks, they seemed like they always played to lose. They yeah. never played with confidence. They never played happy. And I'm watching this team, and this, they look like they don't give a shit who comes in that Madison Square Garden. Like, they're going to give you a fight, bruh. <laughs> Yo, uh, Fizdale, Fizdale was the worst, man. He was like, like they, they, there's that, there's that meme where we, we're getting blown up by thirty. I, I think, I think it was by the Bucks or something like that. Oh, and he's like, he's like having the time of his life while we're getting blown out. He's like, and, <laughs> yeah. And then that same game that you referenced about about Tom Thibodeau when we blew out the Bucks, Tom Thibodeau was pissed. You know what I'm saying? How how were you pissed at a twenty um, point blowout? So you know that that just shows you the, the difference between you know just the the mindset of, of the two different teams, man. 
Yo, Thibodeau has his imprint all over this team. Um, when you have to look, kudos to Thibodeau. And I know we was just talking about the the schedule or whatnot, but I want I want to talk about um, Thibodeau. You know, Thibodeau has been such like a he's like an angel from heaven. Like he's like he's like that scene in, in, in the Superman movie where all the all the people was just reaching up at Superman. Like that that's Thibodeau right now. Like Thibodeau has the Knicks fourth seed in the Eastern Conference right now, on the way to the playoffs. But the thing that had me like, wow, he had to lock the gym. <laughs> Thibodeau, Thibodeau, we, we, we talking about the madman with no kids, no wife. His kids is the Nick players. This man had to lock the gym from the team and give those dudes a day of rest. And guess who was the, the kids who said, nah, we still going to the gym? Of course it would be Kevin Knox. Of course it would be Emmanuel Quickly. Of course it would be RJ Barrett. They still want to work. At the game, the game uh yesterday's game. After the game, the game is done. Guess who's on the court shooting? Kevin Knox, Obi, Frank Nolakina. Tib that's Tibbs, bro. That's it. That's his culture. That's his culture. I'm lo I'm loving it. I'm I'm not used to this. Well, shout out to um to Randall too, because Randall brought that Kobe mentality too. Kobe taught him, you know, the fact that everywhere you go, you got to find a gym to get some extra work in. So he he's brought that leadership, you know, over from from his past experiences too, man. So that that's um that that can't be understated too, man, because you know you know like to compare we comparing Melo and Julo and Juju, you know, Melo didn't bring none of that when he came over here. You know, Melo's cool. You know, Melo's probably the cool one of the coolest guys on the planet, probably. You know what I'm saying? But when it comes to basketball, he just didn't really have it like that, that leadership thing. He might have it now, you know, in his older age. But, I mean, at the time when, when he was the man, he wasn't thinking of the game like that. Per, per, Personality-wise, like, Melo, personality-wise, Melo don't look like the type of dudes that are coming to locker room and be like, ah, rah, rah, we got to fucking win games. We got to do this. We got to do that. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Mellow the type. You're going to the locker room. Yo, fellas, man, just look, man. We good, right? You know, we lost. Understand we lost. We're going to come back next game. We're going to give it our all. Just come into practice tomorrow. We good. We just good, fellas. We good. And I, yeah. don't, I don't want my leader like that. <laughs> yeah. I want my I leader to be a bad man. <laughs> yeah. Or just be crazy. You, you could tell that Randall got that. Like I, I made that meme with um with the Debo shit. You could you could just tell that Randall was just like he's just not playing. He's not playing. I'm not playing no games and shit. Look, we, we got a game coming. You you already know I'm putting the work. You know what I'm saying? You know it, it is what it is. He's that type of guy. You know that leadership where you just got to get on board. You know, yo one one of these guys just put up here that um that the Hawks are beating. Well, they actually beat Atlanta, one eleven to to one o four. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, stuff like that. We we just beat the Hawks. We saw how the Hawks play. Yeah. I don't I don't like the way they play. We beat we beat the uh, Bucks. I think what twice this year? Did we beat them twice? I can't remember. Nah, we beat them twice. No, one yeah. of the games. I think we beat them so bad. One of the games, Thibodeau emptied the bench like I think Tibbs emptied the bench like five minutes left. Right. 
You know, the, the point I'm trying to make is that, that I'm not worried about none of these teams, man. They're like, look, look at them fighting amongst each other, and they, and they, um, you mean the book, the Bucks can't handle the Hawks? They can't put away the Hawks? And um, um, what's the name? Giannis played. He had 31 and 14. So Giannis played. Um, um, Holiday played. Holiday had 19 and 11. Middleton had 23 points. Uh, Lopez had 11. You know, they, they, everybody did their thing. And you mean to tell me you lost to the Hawks? You know what I'm saying? So I'm not worried about none of these teams. I ain't scared of them. Because I mean they're they're not they're not on our level of defensively and they're not on our level um coaching wise. You know, yo, um I strongly agree with you. And also I've been saying this for years, bro. Coach Bud is a fraud. He been a fraud when he was in Atlanta. He been a fraud since he was in Milwaukee. He's gonna stay a fraud. Giannis did himself a disservice. By signing that contract, Chris Middleton is a Chris Middleton is a third option. Yeah. People, and when people say, when when I used to say, you know, Randall's the fourth option on the championship team. Ah, ah, ah. Giannis is looking like he looking like a good second option on the championship team, and and then to make it, I'm gonna go even further in my slander. A guy said to me yesterday, I don't know who it was, uh, somebody in the thread, in the Knicks Twitter thread, I don't know who it was. But they said Julius Randle is a better offensive player than Giannis. Yesterday I was like, nah, man, get the hell out of here. And I'm looking, now I'm thinking about it, he might have a good point. Yeah, he does. He, he has a great, a great point. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm blow you up too, man. I, I'm gonna compare um, Giannis to KG in Minnesota. You know what I'm saying? He gave uh, KG made a mistake and gave all his life to Minnesota and wasted all those years with them playing. They, they had him with Tom Gugliotta and all these other fucking bums. Um, look at look at um the Bucks, Middleton, you know Lopez, Holiday, you know all these guys. They're a bunch of bums. You know what I'm saying? This is this is who you um. Invested your your the best years of your life on, and they're not even trying to help you out at all. You know what I'm saying? So you know, I, I think um, Gianna's going to end up being like KG again, and end up getting traded to another team down. The, you know, this is down the line when once once his career starts to wind down and shit. So and then and then like you said, KG, you know, he didn't start winning until he was like the second option. You know, uh, what's name Paul George's was more than likely their their second option, and they, and they had Ray Allen. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that that's it's going to end up being a similar situation that way. You know, and I, I, you know not for nothing. It would be nice for, for him to be on the Knicks with that. You know, <laughs> RJ has the number one option. You know, all our guys getting old and we bring um, Giannis in on the next. Not not this run. Not this run, but the next run, you know? The next run. It, yeah. So, when you say that, when you say that, all right, so let's separate the thing. So, this run... It's currently Julius Randle's run. Yeah, Julius and RJ and them guys, yep. And then, so you're saying that when RJ's around 24, we're going to slowly transition to RJ Barrett and start another run. Absolutely. I think that's definitely what's going to happen. Okay. 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 It, you know what would be crazy? In hindsight, if if Julius Randle is still on the Knicks and he's, he, he becomes Zion Williamson's back. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible, man. You know, that, that, you know, we were, we was talking about that. I kind of, I kind of I, I got bent out of shape about, um, you know, um, Chris Boussard and stuff that he said, 
But um, you know, we're talking about something that's gonna happen like not even not even it's gonna be like three to four years from now. You know that that conversation is gonna happen. But in the meantime, we we kind of working right now. So I mean, the Knicks can actually get themselves a playoff uh, contender um, between now. You know, now we're, we're definitely in the playoffs. But next year, you know, we, we could be actually be a, a championship contender and then ride that way for maybe three years. And then after that, after that, Julius Randle gets into his 30s, that type of thing. Now, look, we, we can start talking about Zion. We can talk, talk about, you know, Giannis and this thing because we already established that the Knicks are a winning organization now. So now the next wave, when that comes, you know what I'm saying, we'll, we'll be ready, prime and ready to start picking guys up because now we're the guys. We're, we're the team now. You know, we're not just a pretender anymore. Now we are, we are an established winning organization. So, you know, we, we could talk all the shit we want to talk now, man. The ball is, the ball is in our court right now. And – and I think I think I said this to you too. You know, shout out to Leon Rose, by the way. Like I, I I love that man, by the way. I love Leon Rose. I never even met that man. I love that man. Um this man, he's he's basically about to do something that I think I said this to you about like four or five months ago, but I really I, I really thought I didn't think this was gonna happen personally. Um I believe I said to you that if the Knicks didn't make no major trades at the trade deadline and we still had that cap, that if we made the playoffs, Leon Rose would disperse that money between the players on the roster. And, you know, he's a former agent, so he's basically feeding his people. But he understands how to take care of his clients. Uh, he recently... For example, he got Miles Powell back yesterday, but he got him back in order to get him compensated. And then he released him again. You get what So he's taking care of his guys. So if we do make the playoffs and he compensates all the players, say, look, man, I know it's $15 million here. I'm going to give you a check, give you a check, give you a check. That goes a long way. So I'm. I, I really like what he's doing. I like what he's doing. He's playing the market, playing the market beautifully. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out who uh, Miles Powell's agent is. Um, he signed. I think it's um, Sam Permit. It says here Sam Permit is with Rock Nation. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you know that might be a power move too, man. Little small little things like that. You, uh, you know, you wonder like why did they do that? Miles Powell is not not signing with the Knicks. They're not doing enough for us. But anyway, he's he's putting not only a check in Miles' mouth. He's um, feeding the um his agent as well, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. So now now you planted that seed for Rock Nation. Say yo, you did this for my man. Now okay, so so like I'll call the next dude. You know I, I'll call my other client and say, listen, take a look at the Knicks. This is what's happening there because you grease this guy's palm. You know now you know I, I'll help you out in that in that kind of way. You know so like like I said, the ball the ball is rolling, man. Like right now we we are in we setting up this current era, and but but we really greasing the uh, uh the, the palm. Are the guy for the next era, you know? This yeah. is this is this is some ill, just some ill shit, man. <laughs> Yo, Leon Rose is a, he's an ill executive, bro. He yeah, ill, yo. He is playing. He he's playing the market so beautifully that none of us could really say what we're gonna do next. Literally, like me and you could speculate all we want. We don't know what the hell he could do next. I just know they better not make another Andreas Bargliani trade. I know that. I nah, jump nah. off my damn balcony. Nah, we, we got too many good basketball minds in, in this organization. Because I mean that, that was all Steve Mills, you know, you know, rest in peace to Steve Mills. You know what I'm saying? But you know, 
it, it is what it is. We got we got so many different um great basketball minds, but I don't think that ever will happen. But you know, I, I just want to shout out this guy here. Every everything Lakers, oh, everything he's not Lakers. Yeah, he's obviously not a Knicks fan, but but he's on here checking us out and um you know just just giving us the facts that you know he followed Randall and he always thought Randall would be good. You know, um, the Lakers are not about building that way. They're, they're about stacking chips to try to get the next, you know, the next thing, man. So, you know, I know it's, it's just like being a Yankee fan, you know, with the Lakers, man. So, you know, I appreciate you coming in and checking us out, man. Yeah, on, on this salute. That, that's a fact. So, Luke, you, you, yeah. you want to know so crazy about Randall? You know, and this so crazy. Like, I was disrespecting him so crazy last season. I found old Facebook posts of me talking about Julius Randall. From like 20, 2012. <laughs> and then one of the posters said, watching big dog Randall go for 22 and 11 with four blocks. So I don't know. My love for Randall is just slowly getting there. I really <laughs> loved him in college when he broke Kentucky's rebounding record. I watched every game when he was when he was on um, Kentucky that season. I love that man. That um that year, and I loved him on the Lakers too. He was a good player. Yeah, Kobe, it was good. Yeah, I, I, one more thing, Kobe. Um, Kobe said he's a mix between Lamar Odom and Zach Randolph. Yeah, spot pretty on, much Mama. spot on. Yeah, rest in peace to Kobe, man. Kobe was a savant. You know, he he talked he talked well about all those young guys, man. He he saw the potential in them. But you know, you know, the Lakers are just not that team. They're 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 not looking to to develop young young people or, or wait. They're not they're not just not that team, and they're always going to be looking for that to bring that big star to come in. They always been that way. So what are we? That that that's the question I got to ask you. What are we? What are we? How do we win our first two chips? Yo, right now we we we're doing something we never did. You know, we're doing something that we never did historically ever. Not since the seventies. Uh, bing bing. You hit you hit it on the nose. You you know I, you know where I'm going with this diehard. How did we get those chips? Build through the draft and get key pieces and free agency. You don't need to go trade crazy. Julius Randall and drafting Barrett and hiring Thibodeau was like was like the Powerpuff Girl mix. You know, sugar and spice, everything. It, it, it's all in one. All in one. <laughs> 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 yeah, that, that, that fucking tickled me just now, man. I, I, I used to love the Powerpuff Girls. I, I ain't going for it, man. Yeah, man. Fucking Mojo Jojo and, uh, and, and him. Him. Him is, him is man. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. But yo, you 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 definitely um hitting it right, man. We we um it's like a um because I'm gonna touch on this too, man. I, I was talking about um now setting up this era for the next era, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? So um back when when we won that first championship, um we, we definitely did it through the draft. We drafted um, you know um, you know I can't think think of the guy's name, but um but the captain, uh, Willis Reed. We drafted Willis Reed. You know, we had a bunch of different guys there. And then we, we drafted Clyde but, and uh, and Bill Bradley and those guys. But then we also traded for um, for the Butcher. You know, a couple other moves that we, that we made also too, man. So that, that set up the first run. But the second championship run was totally different. You know what I'm saying? We went we went and um and got um Pearl. We traded for Pearl. And um what's the what's the other guy? Um uh, I can't think of his name too, but but he he was like he had just finished leading the league in rebounding the year before. 
You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, we, we can't get that next team until we build the first one. You know what I'm saying? So building that first Knicks team and, and, get, and getting Reds home and all that stuff was just was just the setup. You know, and then the next, you know, for us to build the, I mean, like two, three years later to build the next joint. Man, so, you know, it's, it's a lot of parallels to that to that thing. And it, it brings us back to tradition. You know, passing the ball, team basketball, defense, and all that stuff. That's the tradition of the Knicks that we need to bring back. And we definitely are on that, that, um, that road right now. Yo, that Knicks team, Willis Reed, Walt Frazier, Dave DeBusher, Bill Bradley, Earl Monroe, Jerry Lucas. <laughs> like, Jerry Lucas. Yeah, that's the guy I was thinking about, the, the rebounder. Um, Tom Reiter. Hawthorne Wingo. Phil <laughs> Jackson. <laughs> yeah, Hawthorne Wingo, that, that's like um, Frank Nilakina, right? Because um, back in those days, my pops was telling me, he said, yeah, we used to like him, but but he wasn't, he was whack. You know, he wasn't like a good basketball player, but it's just that the fans loved him so much. You know what I'm saying? He was like Frank. <laughs> oh, yeah. now Frank is... <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to let y'all have, yeah, I'm going to let y'all have y'all Frank jokes, man. It, it, it's cool. It's cool. I'm gonna let y'all have yeah, Frank joke. Henry Bibby. Yeah, Henry Bibby. Yeah, Dick Barnett. That's song, Fallback Baby, right there. And yeah, man, that shoot, that was a good team right there. That was a good team right there. And it's crazy because in the playoffs that year, you know Willis Reed, you know the former MVP. Shout out to Willis Reed, the um the greatest center in Knicks history. No disrespect to Patrick Ewing. You know, Walt Frazier, 22 points per game. Dave DeBusher, 16 points per game. Bill Bradley, 14 points per game. You know, Earl Monroe, 16 points per game. Uh, Willis Reed, 12, 12.5 points per game. But what I'm getting at is one, two, three, four, five. You got five guys averaging double-digit points, five guys you could go to, to to get a bucket. And a lot of those, and it began with Willis Reed, and Walt Fraser, your draft picks, your foundation. I like what the Knicks is doing right now. I'm gonna say this to you, um, dog. I think, I think I loved Kevin Knox and Frank so much. Excuse my opinion on vets. So I'm gonna learn how to love quickly and OB differently than those two, and not really give them a lot of excuses. That's what I'm going to try to do. I got you, but you you, you know um we just we just got we just gotta um, put everything in perspective the same way like like the, that team was built, you know RJ RJ you know he's he's our number one guy then quickly he came in not not everybody's gonna be like the um the big star because I mean we drafted uh, Phil Jackson also too you know um we, he was drafted on the, on the same draft that um you know that that um Clyde came in. So I mean, you know, I'm quite sure they had like a lot of lot of um stuff on Phil. They thought Phil was gonna be, you know, a certain player, but he ended up being who he ended up being. Just, uh, a guy coming off the bench. So, you know, everybody has has their has their role to play in their their, their history, you know, to, to you know, in this whole thing, man. Everything everything is valid, man. But you know, we we just uh, you know, we just gotta just be patient, man, and just let the basketball gods do what they do. You know what I'm saying? Because we definitely on a on a on a on a road path right now to um to something really really great. You know. So you know, last thing, and I'm a, I'm gonna get out of here because I know this lady. I know she like where, where the hell is Mensa at? <laughs> <laughs> but 
I don't know how you do it, man. I, I was racking my brain because I was working the other day, you know, for the for the, like the one o'clock game. So I'm like trying to figure out how am I gonna get out of here to, to um to do this um thing. But but I, I mean I can't do it, man. I don't I don't know how you how you how you do that. I literally literally like before we recorded, I literally made sure every single area was complete. <laughs> like, yeah. like I, I I go I like I double my work just so like I could have complete free time. And I don't want them to call me at all. So yeah, that that's my thing. I'm I'm used to it now. I'm used to it now. We've been we've been doing this live show for like a couple months now. So yeah. I'm I'm getting used to it. Yeah. Okay. I don't I don't want to cut you off when when another another one of my stories. Go ahead. <laughs> nah, nah. Keep the stories coming, man. I I just wanted to say that. My next uh, prediction for this season, the win total was 30. I thought we was going to win 30 games. We're at 34 wins right now. Um, I don't know. I don't know where to go after this, bro. I like. I know we're going to make the playoffs, and that's cool. I know Kawhi Leonard is not going to be a Nick, so I'm never going to. I'm not going to think about that. I, I don't know what's next. That's the that's the cloudy part right now. The um, the next right the next thing right now is um is what what we what we um make for ourselves. You know, you know the the next day they, they didn't make any trades. You know, this, they're not looking to sign nobody. So it's this is just us. You know, the Knicks are, are, are who they are. Um, whatever, however they're gonna win this year, they're gonna win in that locker room. Same thing with the fan base. Um, we're not gonna do anything. You know, being being negative, so like we, there's nothing we can do at this point until the until um the the draft, the day of the draft. You know what I'm saying? So we, we just got to do like the Knicks. We we in a bunker together, and we just got to ride for each other and ride for the team, and then just let let the chips fall where they may, man. You know, just let the chips fall where they may. <laughs> yeah, and just ride, go out shooting, bro. Go out shooting. You know what I'm saying? And uh, right right now, I think our job as Knicks fans is like anybody that want to talk shit about the Knicks, man, fuck you. Just just straight like that. You know what I'm saying? Look, look, mind your business. You know what I'm saying? Just keep it moving. You know that you don't you don't need to be be over here trying to trying to mess up our our thing. You know what I'm saying? The Knicks are doing what they do. Leave leave me alone, man. You let, 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 let me enjoy it how I want to enjoy it. You know? When you get stomped in your face for twenty years straight, and then you gotta you're subjected to ESPN beating you down every time you're on the screen or you sign on a Twitter and you got other fan bases laughing at your team. For example, you got Cleveland Cavalier fans laughing at us, Nick fans. You got Sacramento Kings fans. How dare Sacramento Kings fans lift their goddamn they noses or anything out of Nick fans. And they coming at us, they saying Nick fans is toxic and this, that, and the third. I don't care. I want to be toxic. Yeah, mind your business. This is not even, we haven't even begun to be toxic. It's going to get worse. Don't let, don't let us win a playoff series. (laughs) Don't let us win a playoff series. If we win a playoff series, man, you know, there's nothing you could ever say to us. We're going to be flying around like like Neo at the end of the Matrix series, man. We're going to be like freaking Goku and and the freaking thing. We're going to be, you know, ah! Flaming, you think you see the guys celebrating now outside the garden? Wait till that shit happens, man. Yo, crazy. Yo, man, it, this is so beautiful, man. Watching uh, Julie, watching his team just show out, defend every night. Watching Julius Randle, I already said this to you, but I gotta say it again, and I'm gonna keep saying it. Julius Randle 
has he's the he's the only NBA player that I've ever watched that I've seen been so ass from one season to the <laughs> next season where he is like wow he he's wow he, he is that special right now he went yeah. from trading him for Marvin Bagley and Buddy Hill to most improved player all NBA second team, and I'm pumping that he's all NBA second team, and he might get some MVP votes. Shout out to Julian yeah. Randle. Man. Yeah, this is what it is. Yeah, but before we get out of here, you know, I know you're a Harlem guy, man. So I want to throw this at you. What do you think about like a nickname for the team, the uh, the Knicks set? Because I'm tired of saying um, uh, Knicks tape. You know, I don't say Knicks tape no more. Knicks tape is old, man. Like, that's um, 2013. You know what I'm saying? We're in 2021 now. So we kind of need a new thing, man. So I know people have been saying Juju Knicks and, and stuff like that, man. But what, what do you think about Knicks set? Knicks set, Knicks set, Knicks set. Uh, um, um, the, the, the imaginary Kane hat that I got on. Yeah, it's not allowing me to approve of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I have to throw it out there, man. I, I know you know you're the ambassador right now, man, for for the for the area and shit. So I, I had to throw it at you. No, it, it, uh, no, it sounds cool. Oh no, I, I gotta sit on that one. Let me let me get off work, go home, get some medication, sit down. I, it might sound fire. Let me. You got. You got to give me like a couple hours on that. <laughs> oh yeah. Got it. Yeah. Before you go, make sure you get that hand sense. I'm starting to run low on mines, man. <laughs> nah. Any. Any time, bro. <laughs> All right, man. So you you doing the walk of shame right now, man? So what's your last words before we get up out of here? Oh. Go Knicks, man. That's all I gotta say, man. Keep. Proving me wrong. That's what Absolutely. I mean. keep Absolutely. proving the negative Nancy's wrong. Prove us wrong. Word up. That's all I got, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. Follow follow state, man. He puts out podcasts all day long. Check out um on all these different platforms. If you if you follow audio podcasts, this is where you find him. And um, you know, like I said, he talks to everybody, man. He got been talking to like like um throw some throw some names out there the last few podcasts. Ooh, I talked to I talked to my guy Danny B. Um, Danny B. Morning Drive. Shout out to Danny B. I got um I got Coach Five coming through next month. Um, you know Coach Five, he got the he got a dope um dope live. Who else I got? I got Guard Up Knicks on on the pod coming this week. Hey, man, everybody, man, everybody. But Die Hard, you the guy, you my guy. Die Hard, state of mind. This is it right now. <laughs> yeah, it sounds good, right? That's that yeah. definitely sounds good. I got a ring to it. Die hard state of mind. Every Sunday, if the Knicks ain't playing or, or for their Mother's Day or some wild shit like that, man. This is what we do here. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I see you. I, I see you um tomorrow. I'm gonna definitely pull up on the on the um halftime show tomorrow. So okay. Nick Nation, I'm out of here. It's your boy state. Peace. Die hard. Peace. Salute. Yeah, no doubt, man. Oh, we got Eric Eric L here. I'm gonna say what up to Eric L before we get out of here. Yo, Eric L, man. Yo, shout out to you. All the different posts that you make, man. I appreciate you. Um, everybody, I don't I don't have it queued up, man. But um, we did like a little um, little like kind of like quick 
collaboration there, man. I took two of his videos and put them together with the um uh digital underground stuff in the background. That was dope, man. So, you know, shout out to um to everyone that we lost, man. Rest in peace to, to like the whole cipher. That's like a, a crazy cipher that we did. We lost there, man. I can't imagine them going back and forth with the rhymes up in heaven. So anyway, rest in peace to um to Shock D and everybody else that we lost this year. Shout out once again, shout out to Eric L on Booker. You can find him um DJing around there, man. Look, look out, look out for Eric um, L Booker, just like that on um Instagram. And um, you can see when um when he's gonna be going um um next on his um on his um DJ stuff. Also on Twitter too, same thing, Eric L Booker. He always posts um whatever he's doing there, man. So shout out to him. All right, y'all. I catch you guys on the next one. Four fingers to the forehead, tucking your thumb, salute. See you guys in the next one. Dire state of mind. Sounds good, man. <laughs> All right, peace. <laughs>